You are interested in the unknown, the mysterious, the unexplainable. That is why you are here. We are gathered here as advisors, as scientists. The kind of place we expect a ghost to like to wander around. Hey, we don't know where we're going down, baby. I'll help you. I'm something of a witch. Welcome to Mission Spooky. I'm your host, JC, and with me, wait, wait, I don't like that. Let's let's roll it back a moment. What here. the fuck are you doing? I didn't like how it sounded, okay? Keep it in. We're doing it live. <laughs> God. <laughs> Welcome to Mission Spooky. I'm your fantastic host, JC. With me today is the queen of everything, Kiki, and the most amazing co-host, Cord. I'm here. You both are here. Yes, we're all three here. We made it. We made it through November. Yep. We did it. Poof. Wow. <laughs> that was tough. <laughs> did you guys see the most recent episode of Mandalorian? I fucking knew you were going to ask that goddamn question. Stop. Stop asking. Stop <laughs> asking this question. Do you want to know where I'm at in Mandalorian, JC? Let me tell you. Uh, episode one. Episode one. We started watching Mandalorian two days ago. We're on episode two of season one. Don't ask me if I'm caught up yet. So, so Kiki, are you caught up? I actually am not. I, I got stuck in a rabbit hole on YouTube <laughs> last couple nights, and I just kind of forgot to watch it, and then I fell asleep last night, and I was like, fuck, god damn it, I want to watch before we started recording, so I could actually, you know... I... Converse when you know that JC's going to bring it up? Well, I, no, I was, I was going to say, say as little as possible, because I know that Cord is not anywhere near getting caught up, plus spoilers from last time i wasn't allowed to say a certain person's name because no yeah now there's like five names you can't say i know but i already know one of them whatever no i haven't seen it i started watching episode one and i was sitting there thinking you know i have a feeling that the next time i talk to jc he's gonna be like so would you start watching the mandalorian yet and i can finally be like yes i started watching the mandalorian and then you're gonna be like are you caught up yet no, I'm not caught up yet. They're 45 minute episodes. They are 45 minute episodes. That is true. So anyway, it was a good episode. You guys, uh, when you get to it, uh, let me know. We'll have a good discussion. I I enjoyed it. Cord, I think you'll you'll very much enjoy what's going on in the universe right now. I'm watching Mandalorian much like I was watching the Game of Thrones when everybody liked it. Everybody sat there for years and went, "You gotta watch this. You're gonna absolutely love this." I go, "I'll get to it when I get to it." And then when it was almost over. <laughs> I started watching it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, there was that. Um, you guys watch anything else recently that's like worth a damn? I watched a whole bunch of bloopers from IT Crowd that I had never seen and laughed my ass off. And then I just wanted to watch the whole IT Crowd all over again. I've been switching back and forth between two very different things because I've been binge watching Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And when I'm not binge watching Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, I'm watching... 1996 episodes of WCW. Those are like the best. <laughs> oh, Cord, did you watch the um, interview? Because The Undertaker has been doing a lot of interviews recently. Yeah. Because he retired. He retired in November. I watched I watched that and I cried like a little baby. Oh. That makes sense. It was very sad. I would have held you because I love you. 
we we sat on the couch and cried for a little bit after that. Nice. <laughs> we we had us a good manly tearjerker moment. So on that note, let's get on with it. <laughs> you are the best host. You're welcome. Everyone, everyone's just like, oh, Cord was crying. Yeah, let's <laughs> let's skip that. Let's go to the spooky shit now. We're going. I was just taking a moment of silence for Cord. Is there anything more spooky than a grown man crying? Yes. Children. Children crying when you don't have any. Yeah. Is there anything spookier than a man pretending to be an evil wizard? I'm hard pressed <laughs> to think of anything. I love that pregnant pause there. That was great. We're like, what? <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Attempting to process that information. Right. Well, um, let's take a quick little breather before we get into today's topic, which is going to be Weird Christmas Volume 2. Volume 2? I'm so excited. Oh, man. <laughs> Welcome back. Hope you all made it here safely. If not, well, you'll hear at the end. <laughs> so, Kiki, what are we talking about today? Uh, okay, so as I said, we're going to do Weird Christmas Volume 2. If you want to, go back and check out our Weird Christmas Volume 1. That is episode I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Good call. Yeah. Last year, we did episode eight and nine were Spooky Yule special on Gryla and our family, which is, I still think, one of our funniest episodes. And then Yule special part two, Weird Christmas, which technically is volume one of Weird Christmas. Yeah. Good stuff. So I found a whole bunch more weird ass shit to tell you guys. And here's the thing. This year, not quite as funny as talking about the yule log that poops out presents last year <laughs> i remember that <laughs> this one has some more heartwarming i think Ew. <laughs> and and interesting tr traditions nonetheless and and some of these places are where we actually have new listenership so it just kind of like worked out but hey Merry, Merry, Merry Christmas, Merry Yule to those of you who are joining us from some of these countries that are recent. Also, by the way, thank you so much because right now you're only missing a couple of states in the union that have not listened to us. We know who you are. Uh, yeah, there's still missing Hawaii and Alaska. That's because to be fair, if you're in Hawaii, fucking enjoy your life. Okay, don't listen to us. Shut the hell up, JC. No, they could listen to us while they're taking their walk on the beautiful beaches of Hawaii. Okay, still enjoy us and listen outside. People in Hawaii like spooky stuff. Yeah, and, and we, we haven't even delved into anything spooky in Hawaii. And oh my God, that's definitely something we're talking about next year. <laughs> we got some shit lined up, guys, for the for January into February already. Like, it's going to be sick. Spooky sick. So look, Vermont, Delaware, highly disappointed in you people. Although it could be they're pinging off of like Philadelphia. So I'll forgive you, Delaware. Uh, Louisiana, North Dakota, New Mexico, Hawaii, Alaska. That's it. Otherwise, we rule the rest of this country. Thank you so much for listening. Seriously, guys, you're fucking awesome. Anyway, all right, so we're going to go to Iceland first. Oh, I hear it's pretty cold there. <sighs> Can be. 
That's the best you got? Yeah, no, that's it. That's it. That's all I got. <laughs> okay. <sighs> okay. All right. So <laughs> it's gonna. this is the way it's going to be tonight. All right. Uh, we're going to talk about for a second here, the Yola Boca Flood. And that translates into Christmas Book Flood. You guys ever hear of this? A no. flood of Christmas books? Yes. Oh, wow. That's crazy. I've not heard of it. So the Yola Boca Flood started during World War II. Paper was not something that was rationed. And so books became sort of the best present to give, especially during Christmas. Every year since 1944, the book bulletin is sent to homes so people can order books for Christmas. Presents are opened on December 24th and folks get to snuggle up with a hot cocoa and their new book or books. So the average Icelander reads eight books per year, which is a pretty respectable number. Since uh, 2011, the supposedly the average American reads 12. Not wholly sure that I believe that. Mm. I feel like the median, though, is closer to four books a year. So, so yeah, eight books a year is pretty. I want to know who they speaking to because I haven't read a book since I was about yay tall. Marco literally just said in like the last five episodes straight that you don't even read. So like you can't read. Yeah, I don't even know how to read. So like you're illiterate. <laughs> I, I'd like to see you call me that to my face. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> God, are you try? Are you trying to do a southern accent? What I don't know <laughs> what I'm trying to do. <laughs> He's pulling that uh that meme. The only three letters I need to know are U, S, and A. <laughs> That's great. See, Cord is a very is very good at what he does. He has acting in his background. No, but I'm a wrestler. It's part acting. That's what I said. That's like that's the same. That's kind of the same thing. Some acting. You gotta have some yeah. acting chops. A lot of wrestlers do become actors. Yeah. The Rock. John right. Cena. Mm-hmm. Cord. I haven't seen John Cena. He's he's. I'm prepared for the next role that he's going to be in. No, she's because you can't see me. <laughs> you can't see me, Joe. I knew it right away, and I was so because I wanted to do that joke, dude. That, as a wrestling, <laughs> as a wrestling fan slash wrestler, that joke has been beaten into my head so much that it doesn't like even register as a joke anymore. <laughs> You're welcome. Why didn't I think of that? Oh, gosh. I need a new podcast. Shut the hell up. Hold on a second. (laughs) She makes one. She makes one joke and you want to joke from me. (laughs) Because I reached inside your mind. Yeah. Which was terrible. I'll just say that much. (laughs) There's not enough sanitizer in the world to cleanse you. No. And I came out. Not even remotely unscathed, by the way. Okay, I'm still emotionally traumatized from that visit. (laughs) Makes sense. (laughs) Okay, guys, this one kind of blew my mind in the fact that I needed to research it extensively to find out if it was real or it was just some total bullshit. It's it's real. Roller skating to mass in Caracas, Venezuela. Sounds fun. It does sound fun. It looks fun. Like the whole the whole city does it. Yes. A whole city where everyone has roller skates? I know, right? It's crazy. That's what impresses me the most. JC's <laughs> <laughs> just flabbergasted that people would be willing to do any form of exercise. <laughs> no, that a whole city is like, hey guys, 
Let's all get roller skates. Like, that's what blows my mind. I mean, obviously, it's just gross just probably one congregation in the city, but I'm imagining the entire... No, it's, it's everybody. Wow, that's crazy. So you got to figure that the temperatures in Caracas are is like 86 degrees during their Christmas season. Beautiful. They replaced sledding with rollerblading, basically, and roller skating. Can't sled, can't go down hills really, really fast in a sled, so we're just going to do skating instead. And then this turns into this, like cool cultural thing where everyone in Caracas like starts roller skating to church during the Christmas season specifically though on uh, Christmas Eve though but there is daily masses from the 16th of December all the way through the 24th right so you have this like skating thing going on I think uh only on the 24th I couldn't quite lock that one down so if there's anybody from Venezuela who listens in Caracas let me know so there's this other little thing that they do where the kids would tie string on their toes and then hang the string out the window so skaters would like go by and pull on the string. The first thing I thought of was if you're going downhill really fast and you're pulling these strings and you know through the window, like how many toes are flying off, you know? <laughs> but then I was like, oh, oh no, no, they probably stop and like tug on the string and then you know. Keep going. And, and this is to wake children up because these masses are happening every single day from the 16th to the 24th. They also apparently like to set things on fire just as much as we do. And they set off fireworks and, and all that nonsense like every day. Whoa, 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 whoa. No one likes to set things on fire as much as we do, okay? <laughs> they might think they do. They might like using fireworks. That's fine and dandy. But no one outfires the us of a thank you that's my point. i would also argue that our and i just got in i just got into an argument not argument but like a discussion about this is that we learned it by watching great britain because these guys like to set fire to things on guy fox night to celebrate the fact that guy fox wanted to set things on fire <laughs> that makes sense yeah i mean <laughs> i still yeah. laugh about it but I, yeah. I see, I see your point of we learned bonfires and fireworks. What the fuck, you know? But I think we learned it from the British and the fact that we set their ships on fire during the Revolutionary <laughs> War, and we will never forget. And this is exactly where our audio decided to cut out while we were recording. Now, this was actually pretty damn funny because he did say that we set fire to English ships during the Revolutionary War. I did wind up questioning whether or not JC believed that the Revolutionary War was a mostly naval battle. <laughs> to which he then was like, okay, maybe not not so many ships we set on fire. Ah, uh, yes. Um, so for the remainder of this, I have had to just come in and re-record uh, the information for you guys. And then we had caught that we were not recording and the guys came back in much later to add a little bit here in at the end, which I hope that you think is possibly sort of funny because this this happens, you know, you just got to take it in stride. And um, we obviously don't want to leave you with no episode this week. So I'm going to continue on and we're going to go on to the next, uh, the next little bit. Okay, next up we have Mary Lewid from Wales. Thank you so much, Wales, for listening. By the way, you guys are freaking awesome. So uh, this happens between or before Christmas Day and Twelfth Night. Mary Lewid 
is a horse skull on a pole adorned with bells and ribbons and held by a person under a white sheet. The skeletal horse knocks on the door, challenges you to a rhyme battle, sometimes insulting, until you let it into the house in exchange for food or drink. Once inside the house, Mary gives the family good luck for the rest of the year. She's accompanied by an ostler, O-S-T-L-E-R, for those of you who care. It's a name for someone who looked after horses at an inn. In some regions, she is accompanied by a jester and a lady, which makes the whole thing a lot closer to mummer performances from the 1800s. And I asked JC and Cord if they knew what mummers were. They said, of course they do, because we have a tradition of mummers here in Philadelphia. The reason for this has been lost to time, by the way, guys. So it, it has pagan origins. The use of the undead or dead during this time reminds me of the Wild Hunt and Winter's Night a little bit. So there seems to be a little bit of crossover there. Especially the idea of allowing the dead into the house for warmth and food or drink. You're commemorating your dead ancestors, etc. There is also the motif of the white horse in Great Britain. The most well-known one is the Uffington horse, which is about 3,000 years old. And that's a chalk-cut hill figure of a horse. It kind of reminded me, too, that we have White Horse Pike here in Pennsylvania that runs into Jersey. And this area being predominantly settled by British folks. So, yeah, we still have the motif here of White Horse as well. Very cool. I had said I really wish that Mary Lewitt was a thing here. <laughs> I think it would be really all a lot of fun. And the guys actually said the same thing, too. They thought it was fantastic. Then we're going to get into Christmas werewolves and witches. Primarily Norway, Italy, Poland, Romania, Russia, and Slovenia all have this tradition in some form. So keep in mind that the winter solstice, the veil between the worlds of the living and the dead, is supposed to be at its thinnest. It's beginning to fade during Samhain slash Halloween. It just keeps getting thinner and thinner as the winter goes on. And this is pretty much across the board for all forms of paganism and heathenism. And apparently, it slides into Christianity a little bit here. In 1555, the Swedish Archbishop Magnus wrote The History of the Northern Peoples, in which he claimed that he saw a Christmas festival involving werewolves. They would come out and hang around a huge stone wall to see who could jump over it, and then go down into people's cellars and drink all their beer. Now, I kind of questioned that, thinking that perhaps he didn't actually see werewolves. Perhaps he was a little drunk himself, and he just saw some big, burly men with very long hair. Yeah, I have to say the boys actually agreed with that, too. In Russia and Italy, if you're male and born on Christmas Eve you had a higher chance of becoming a werewolf. In Italy specifically, if you were a girl born on Christmas Eve, you were more likely to become a witch. And that's kind of funny because also in Norway, you have to hide your broom on Christmas Eve to keep away witches who might be looking for a broom to ride on. Also in Italy, we have La Bafana, who is a witch that delivers presents to good children on Epiphany Eve, which is January the 5th. Now this is only in Italy. Christian legend has it that the three wise men asked her where the child of God was, and she didn't know. But being a good housekeeper and host, she let the men stay overnight, gave them food and drink. They invited her to come with them on their journey to find the Christ child, but she was too busy with housework, etc. She later changed her mind, but couldn't find the Magi. So today, she shoots down chimneys, giving all the good kids presents, while she's still looking for the Christ child. On her way out, though, she sweeps your floor because she's going to leave through the front door. She clears away all the badness, leaving only good luck for you the coming year. And um, I had said that's just so typical of Italy where it can't quite decide if a witch is good or bad. But it also kind of reminded me of the good kitchen witches here, which is sort of from Pennsylvania Dutch. 
there's little dolls, there's motifs of the good kitchen witch, and uh, there are little dolls of the of, of Laba Fauna in the same way. In Poland, it's believed that children born on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day automatically become werewolves when they grow up. It also believed that werewolves only transform twice a year, Midsummer Day and Christmas. In Germany, a child was in danger of becoming a werewolf if he or she was born during the 12 nights of Christmas, which runs from December 25th until the Feast of the Epiphany on the 6th of January. Now, apparently, all of these births are considered curses for being born on the same day as Jesus, like you're stealing his birthday thunder, which is supremely fucked up considering that Jesus wasn't even born in December. We all know this now. Uh, but yet it seems kind of fitting for Christianity to curse a helpless child. I'm just saying it just sort of fits right in there. In Romania, children conceived on Christmas Eve were cursed to become werewolves because their parents were supposed to be abstinent of sex during that time period. This is where Coors said that these would be the perfect conditions for which he would actually have a child because having a werewolf child apparently is very cool. In Slovenia, 12 days of Christmas are also known as wolf days. The original story is that the wolf shepherd, or master of wolves, was active during that time and could do the most damage then. Slovenia folklore also says that farmers need to plow their manure under the soil before Christmas season begins because werewolves transformed by rolling in it. Anyone that owns a dog knows they do absolutely love to roll in shit. I had a dog that specifically loved to roll in deer shit. Gross. Anyway, some funny things were said about that. I honestly don't remember. Sorry, guys. And we moved on to Kentucky for Christmas, which comes from Japan. I think this is one of the most heartwarming things, honestly. Didn't really have a traditional celebration, per se. Some people would treat it like it was Valentine's Day. Couples would go out for intimate meals. But once Kentucky Fried Chicken came to Japan in 1970, that all changed. Takeshi Okawara was the manager of the very first KFC in the country. And two things happened. One, he heard some complaints from foreigners and expats about how there wasn't any turkey in Japan, not traditionally like they remembered from like European style turkey. And so then they couldn't really have a, a Christmas dinner in the traditional way that they imagined. And number two, he began envisioning a party bucket for families. So in 1974, he creates a campaign called the Kurasumasu Niwa Kentucky, which means Kentucky Christmas. So party buckets are created, and even today they are ordered weeks in advance. They include such offerings as coleslaw, shrimp gratin, triple berry tiramisu, and of course, fried chicken. During the run-up to Christmas, Colonel Sanders statues, which are outside of KFCs, wear Santa gear, and the chicken is served in special holiday packaging. Now, I got to see that online. If you look it up on YouTube, there's a great uh, couple of great videos that show people holding up their little packages. And I think it's just adorable. So today, folks will often go to a local bakery, get all their sweets from there, wait in line to grab their party bucket from KFC, and then go home and enjoy each other's company for Christmas, which I think, frankly, is very charming. And I love it. And I'd also mentioned that I desperately want to go to Japan. But uh, we're putting that off because we're waiting until Mini Viking gets a lot older because obviously this would be a family trip and we want him to remember it and enjoy it. So, and Japanese listeners, thank you so much, guys. We really appreciate you, by the way. That is it. The boys not being here. Me. I love chicken. Yeah, I, I mainly like chicken a lot. Chicken so. is great. And I love that. <laughs> I love that Colonel Sanders brought Christmas to Japan. Right? Is the best. I would love to have KFC on Christmas Day. 
I think that's a great tradition. I want chicken like right now because we've been talking about chicken. <laughs> I seriously also was like, I damn it, we need to get Kentucky Fried Chicken <laughs> like tomorrow. I can't need to have it for dinner tomorrow night. This is what happens when we talk about food on the podcast. Talk about your your child throwing chicken on the floor and eating it later, and now we're talking about KFC. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. That well. Chicken on chicken, and now I want chicken. Yeah, you guys might have missed that from because we weren't actually recording during that conversation. But yes, apparently my child found some chicken on the floor and I have no idea where it came from. But the dog got it. So that's was actually a blessing. <laughs> we're going to wrap it up. We do have a musical guest today. This will be the first time that we're going to play them. We're going to play them again later on in January too. And that is guest is called Pink Shift. This is a female-led punk rock band out of Baltimore, Maryland. The song we're going to play for you today is... I'm going to tell my therapist on you. I love this song. <laughs> I've had people yell that at me. Right? <laughs> oh, my God. You guys can follow them on Bandcamp. You will see that we are supporters of Pink Shift on Bandcamp. They also have an Instagram. I highly suggest following them on Instagram. They're a lot of fun. They did a recording of the recording of the video for their new song called Rainwalk. So that was really cute. Anyway, we will be back in a moment with shout outs and spooky squad news. And it sounded like I was going to say something else and I didn't. again no should i pun issue further <laughs> uh i'm so upset that we lost it it wasn't recording at the time that i told it damn it my dog farts so bad <laughs> speaking of dogs farting christmas werewolves and witches dude like <laughs> there's a segue next great uh. <laughs> So what happened was um, the recording stopped because it's stupid. And neither one of my completely professional sidekicks here <laughs> could rethink of all the things that they said that were funny. So, so I will just interject occasionally and tell you guys what they thought was hysterical. <laughs> Should we add some? <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that one. Oh, that was a go. That was a knee slapper right there. I agree. And also, I disagree. And... <laughs> yup. No. No. Wow. No way. 
that's sick. I remember I, I said that about the Mary one. That's sick. There you go. Yes, perfect. <laughs> Hold on, wait. I have to say the thing I always say, which is, this is going to be a bitch to edit. <laughs> this is probably going to be your greatest work. <laughs> Welcome back to the show. The, the <laughs> shit show, as it may be right now. <laughs> the clusterfuck. You can't just do a Welcome back after after the conversation. <laughs> the cluster, the cluster fuck that this episode has become since Man. we lost the recording. That's upsetting. And Kiki's just gonna fill in the important parts, and then I'll just well, you have listened to it, you will have known that I've just inserted things in there. <laughs> she's gonna give you yeah, the. Don't worry, it was a funny conversation. It was. It was. Yeah, scenario. it was a great. It was a great first run. Uh, unfortunately. <laughs> we don't have the ability to record it all again all together before the episode needs to be released so um kiki's just gonna be bored i mean she's gonna tell you guys what's up kiki would have already told you what was funny oh yeah that's true that's true this is all past yeah. that okay so past, yeah we're past that as a matter of fact never talk about it again what a great episode that was so well recorded. Oh, what a great We episode. did it, guys. We're, we're on the top of our game. We're professional podcasters. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give the old and I help. Okay, so let's just let's just get this over with. This is this has just been a terrible evening. Oh, um no. if you want to join the squad, head on over to patreon.com slash mission spooky. We have tears at the one three dollar and five dollar level one single buck gets you our undying gratitude and a shout out on the cast and also access to the booper reels now the three dollar level <laughs> gets you access to all of that see i'm actually reading from a very very old i'm again so professional i just realized this still says one and two dollar levels i don't know what the fuck is happening tonight <laughs> i was gonna try to get through it okay so three dollar level gets you access to the booper reels and all that stuff but also I am doing get early access to the once a month true crime ones, which now there's two of them. And then he's quirks, which is when I talk about whatever the hell I want to talk about. There's a couple up there now, and then you're going to probably get two in December. Uh, wow. This, this copy is from the King George Inn when we were still looking for stories about the King George Inn. God damn. What the hell happened? Feel free to email us. I don't know. I'm just whatever. It's nice. <laughs> The whole, the whole thing is just completely fucked. Feel free to email us questions or comments on any previous episodes. Uh, that's at Mission Spooky Podcast, all one word at gmail.com. If you're a PA, New Jersey, or <clears throat> Delaware band, and you own your own music and you'd like to be featured on the podcast, please let me know. You can contact me through private message on Instagram or Twitter. You can also email me. Um, you will find all of our musical guests on our Spotify playlist for Mission Spooky 2020. And that is coming to a close pretty soon. We're going to be having Mission Spooky 2021 in January. You can follow us, obviously, on Twitter and Instagram at Mission Spooky. Uh, I'm not really hanging out on Facebook that much, guys. Sorry, I'm just not. Uh, Discord is now completely open to the public, so you can join us here in our Discord. And, oh, the $5 level on Patreon gets you access to these special Discord chats with me cord jc and anyone else who wants to show up mm. don't forget to rate and review us on itunes thank you so much to the guys who've already done it we really appreciate it it does get us a little bit of extra notice also rating at rate and review us on pod chaser that is another place where we're going to get a lot 
of notice if you guys are rating and reviewing us or even adding us to your personal playlist on Podchaser. That's a pretty cool thing that we actually do as a podcast. We have our, our top podcasts that we listen to up there too. So anything else that you guys want to add just because, you know, you got cut off like halfway through this. So I would like to add that. Yep. That's my thoughts on that. Okay. Fantastic. Ford. Yeah, we did it guys. We made it. I feel so proud of myself for this episode. <laughs> Look, <laughs> we were doing great. <laughs> I know. Listen, every podcast has that one where something happens and <laughs> it's irretrievable. In this case, this is the one. Uh, we almost lost, you know, more than half of our Tyler Strand interview. Almost, almost. So I would have cried. I would have cried. That yeah. was the best. That was the best uh, interview we've ever done. Still, still a lot of fun. But like, yeah. Still, still a lot of fun. And he is totally up for coming back anyway next year. So I want to have him on for like non hellier related stuff. Oh no, absolutely. We're gonna. Yeah, he's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's his feelings on wrestling? Like, that's what I need to know about Tyler <laughs> Strand. I could get into that. Oh, see, I was thinking more like talking about different cryptos. We have so many that we haven't touched on yet. So we'll see. You think that I could out wrestle said cryptid? <laughs> no, that could actually be a whole segment for next year. Cord versus cryptid. Dude. Cord versus the Manta Man. I'm so in. <laughs> <laughs> I would do that All hard. Right. You heard it. See, this is where the magic happens in the C-section. <laughs> which I know is also named after a procedure for us women, which I had, by the way. And I'm okay with that. TMI. TMI. But okay. What, how's that TMI? It's just, it just is. It just is. It's just surgery. It's a, yeah, but I don't talk about all the surgeries I've had. Now I'm going to be spending all day at work thinking about what cryptids I could beat the shit out of. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna spend all day at work thinking about I'm, what cryptids you I'm could fight. So You're losing the big on that segment. You have no idea. I'm so, I'm all in. I I am really pumped for that. I wanted to do more cryptids next year, and now I'm like super pumped for this. Yes. I was thinking about pitching something about doing cryptids, but this is a hundred percent better than what I was thinking of doing. We still we still have to do. We have to do our special episode with um with Logan Vo from Roll for Damage and uh, Sleep with the Lights On as he wants to do that cryptid with us. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. We're definitely gonna hit on a lot more stuff next year. Not not all of it so Pennsylvania centric. We're gonna go out we're gonna go outside just a little bit. So it's gonna be cool. All right, guys. So taking us out once again is our musical guest Pink Shift from Baltimore, Maryland, with their song, I'm gonna tell my therapist on you. And as always, stay spooky and don't die. If you do contact us via if you could be so kind uh to use passive aggressive post-it notes thanks